Hey folks, CircuitPython Day is August 6th, 2021, and it's the snakiest day of the year. This day highlights all things CircuitPython and Python on hardware. Tag your projects on social media to have them showcased on CircuitPython Day. CircuitPython is an easy-to-use programming language for microcontrollers. You can install CircuitPython on a lot of different boards from Adafruit and the community. The libraries and code live on the board, so it's way more accessible. The board shows up like a USB drive, so you can just drag and drop a UF2 file. It automatically installs the firmware, so it's really easy to upgrade to future releases. This makes iteration much faster, so you don't have to compile your code like an Arduino. It works like a USB storage device, so you can drag and drop files right on the drive. Bundlefly will grab all of the code and libraries, but also any project files like fonts and images. All of the files are bundled in a single zip, so you'll have everything you need to run the code. We think this makes maintaining code much better, and it's just awesome for beginners. For all things CircuitPython related, check out the links in the awesome list. You can listen to podcasts, chat on the Discord server, and subscribe to the newsletter. So go to circuitpython.org and get your projects up and running. Welcome to the board tour with hey, Lady Ada. Hey, everybody. Hey, it's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. Hello. It's uh, Circuit Python Day. The factory is very quiet today because yeah. we gave a lot of people the day off. As, well, there's a couple people still working today. They, yeah, they it's are a float take, holiday, as, a they float say, holiday. as they say in the, in the employment biz. Which they like because it's, it means yeah. that people who want to take the day off can, or they work today, they take another day off, uh, they get an extra day whenever they want. Yeah. So, so you might see com- some people. We made it a company holiday. Yeah. Uh, but we're here at the Adafruit factory. Um, you know, we're we're celebrating. I think our third Circuit Python Day, uh, the snakiest day of the year. Um, it's cool. It's always been a remote only event. And uh, well, we did in person events uh, one of the first years. Um, last two years, obviously not. Yeah, and what we decided to do is, well, we could try to do something in person, but it would be um, pretty tough because yeah. there's a lot of uncertainties, especially uh, even right now. And so he said, well, let's continue to do what we've always really been able to do, which is uh, online shows, online content, and virtual so you can watch it anytime. Okay. And uh, this one, uh, we wanted to do this style of video for a while. Mm. And we're calling it the board tour. Board tour. Where you're not going to be bored. Not going to be bored. Yeah. And we're not boring and, into rock. And the, it's about bored. The reason why we're doing a board tour is uh, we get asked this a lot. And I have good news and bad news. Good news. You're going to get a board tour. Uh, from Lady Ada and talk about a lot of CircuitPython boards. Bad news, or just other news, is we'll never be able to do a comprehensive guide uh, that's up to date, that covers everything we'd want to. Because there's so many. That would cover our stuff. And I wouldn't feel right unless we said, well, there's other boards besides Adafruit. That said, DigiKey and Nick have a great board so let's start comparison. let's start with um let's start with that okay because i want to give shout outs and i, I yeah. used to i used to work at make so I okay okay so check this so this right now check is it. um makezine.com forward slash comport comparison forward slash boards and this is the best board guide available right now you can type adafruit and you can see a lot of boards. It doesn't have the, the, the most recent latest thing but it has a lot of the popular but it, ones. but it has everything up until like September of 2020 yeah. and that's we we make quite a bit of boards so if you wanted to go in and let's say um, so I had the filter for Adafruit but let's say if you just wanted to see 
uh, SparkFun boards. Uh, SparkFun, their boards support uh, CircuitPython, at least some of them do. And you'll be able to see, uh, I see it's, Spark oh. <laughs> Dash Fun. Uh, sorry. Auto, there it goes. Okay. So you could see their other boards. And they've moved towards the Thing Plus uh, form factor. And Micromod. And Micromod. But they also and, have like their Arduino yeah. type shape. Yeah. So depending on you know which one you choose, um, you'll be able to run a, a version of yeah. of Python or cir specifically CircuitPython. And I saw in their uh, forums that folks wanted to get CircuitPython on their Micromod, and now they have a VOD PAD, which yeah, yeah. allows you to name it so computers recognize it and all that stuff. So um, this is all good news. So I, I really uh, want to stress one thing because I don't think anyone else uh, talks like that. <laughs> um, so one of the reasons we're never going to do a board guide because I would say we should cover all the boards that Adafruit doesn't make too. Yes. And that just means it's now it's now thousands and thousands of boards every year. Which It'll never be updated. Which have an independent group like yeah. Make and DigiKey who, you know, they don't make these yeah. boards, they're just covering them. I, I know for a fact we're not going to have every board for everyone. And yeah. as we talk about the board tour, um, most of the boards, in fact, the most popular board that runs CircuitPython is not from Adafruit. So our, our board guide, the board tour, is going to be specifically for boards that we know that work with CircuitPython, but just... So I can send a, a link to folks in the future. It's like, well, we'll never be able to do a better job than what Make's doing with this. So I'd rather just help Make, support Make, work with DigiKey, and whoever's doing the biggest, most comprehensive board guide, let's have them do that so everything's in there. Because like, anytime you see a board guide from a company, they're just going to put their own things in it. And CircuitPython is a, is a different thing than Adafruit. And so we, can, we have lots of different boards, but this is solely focused on CircuitPython boards. But for all boards, and you care thing, like if you want to just sort by clock speed or if it has Ethernet, like Make has a good a good resource for that. So Okay, so check that out too. Yeah. Adding to that, um, if you get the Make guide to boards, um, the 2020 board guide with DigiKey has this like AR thing. So when you look at the magazine or when you look at the like PDF or whatever, mm -hmm. or you could just download the app, you can look at the boards in, in AR. Yeah. Augmented reality. Which is cool because you can yeah, see it in like cool. physical, how big it is, how it looks, like yeah. twisted around. And we're going to, um, we'll answer any questions as we go through this with the yeah. um, with boards. Um, but I wanted to give everyone, like, here's where we're starting. So go to circuitpython.org. And this is your first stop. Um, pretty much anything you want to do uh, or know about, or if anyone has any questions about it or how it's related to uh, MicroPython, everything is on here on on this page. And so sometimes uh, folks ask questions, we're like, it's all right there, it's all right there, it's all right there. But this is the first stop, strictpython.org. Next up, um, let's go to the downloads. And this is what I was saying before. It's unusual, I think, for uh, a, a, an entity to embrace all of the possibilities. So the number one board that runs CircuitPython right now, it's Pico. Yeah, this is sorted by downloads, although I, yeah. I will, I will we could, say- we it, could do it. We could do it other ways too. It isn't all, the downloads, especially when we just have a new release, it'll be a little bit, you know, not organized until we, you know, because it takes a while to get all that download data and parse it. Um, but it's, it is a rough, um, it's a rough estimate of the number of downloads, which is a, a, a proxy for us of popularity. And the Pico is an incredibly popular board from Raspberry Pi. I actually think the Pico is a particularly interesting board and chips at the RP2040 and the Pico is the dev board for it because 
you know, I, I don't have any personal insight into the inner workings of the Raspberry Pi Foundation or um, you know, development group, but it really felt like they designed this chip specifically to run Python on hardware. Like this was this is well, a yeah. chip that when I look at it, I'm like, wow, this was this is you know extremely high RAM, um, you know, the dual core, the the PIO, you know, peripheral. This is really a great, you know, built-in UF2 bootloader. This is great for running and installing CircuitPython or MicroPython, you know, which is the, their official distribution uh, for Python hardware. And so I think, I think it's interesting that we've moved from, um, you know, here's a board that's like, you know, we've, we've made boards and some of them are designed for CircuitPython or the boards designed for MicroPython, um, you know, because we have external flash memory on them or like a NeoPixel indicator. But this is really neat because this is the first chip, silicon hardware, that it's designed with running Python on hardware in mind. And this is a, a, tw a big twist in um, how you think about hardware and the software that runs on hardware, because you know, oftentimes um, silicon developers will design hardware specifically for running Linux. That's not unusual. They're like, what are the, what are the requirements I'm gonna need to be able to run Linux on this? Um, and obviously they think a lot about you know, running C compiled program, how does GCC, compile for this chip and kind of optimizing the caches and, um, you know, the, the memory layouts and stuff so that a C compiler works well with it. Uh, and it's neat that this is um, now designed specifically for Python on hardware and uh, other interpreted languages. So very, very interesting, right? It's, um, it, it's taking a while for Python on hardware to become popular, but it's, it's quite a sign uh, for me to see this. And hopefully, other chip makers will take advantage of, of, of seeing the popularity of the RP2040 and make more chips with a large amount of RAM. That's the thing that really helps a board be good. RAM and USB, right? Like native, well, native USB, honestly, almost every chip has native USB, thankfully. Um, although I wish they would add support to TDUSB for us. I think it would be cool if they did the pull request to add that support. Um, but the built-in USB bootloader and you know 264K of RAM, I mean... Mm, I love it. I'm getting, you like it. I'm getting all fluffy. Okay. So that's the most, uh, when we have the next version, the download count will get updated, but that's the, that's the most downloads of circuit Python yeah. for the board right now. Yeah. Okay, great. Number one. So, um, I want to go through just the, the top ones and maybe we can yeah, talk yeah, about and then it. we can talk about and, it and then, and then what I want to also do is, so folks are like, oh, I wish I had a filter based on like features or like whatever. We filters, you just have to hit click filters. Click filter. So you can always do that. Like if you're like, I really want Wi-Fi, um, you can go and click Wi-Fi, and you know, then you're then you're looking at boards with just Wi-Fi. Yeah. And again, like not necessarily just from Adafruit. Um, in fact, in the, the the top three, only ones from Adafruit. So let's uh, now go to Circuit Playground Express. Mm. The the original. I'd say uh, this is actually one of the first boards that was designed specifically. Again, it, the chip wasn't designed for Circuit Python, but the yeah. board was. And the real thing that made a difference was the inclusion of that onboard flash chip. Uh, Got to give a shout out to uh, Scott Tan Newt. Um, we were thinking like, how are we going to add more storage so we could store like you know files and and any assets for programming. And I think he was like, we were chat. We're thinking like, oh, should there be an SD card because the Pi board had an SD card, and I think he mentioned, well, could we have an some sort of external flash chip, like some memory chip? 
And I was like, oh, yeah, we could do that. Um, the flash chip, you see it between the main microcontroller and the USB port. These are only 30 cents, you know, and um, or, you know, 30 cents to a dollar. And it really changed um, how we interface with the software because we wanted to make sure that, you know, that we had this board and we had all this hardware on it. We wanted to make sure that people could drag and drop files um, very easily because the biggest challenge that we found with Arduino was people not understanding how to install the IDE, how, you know, and this, yeah. this is where the circuit playground came from is, is teachers saying we have Chromebooks. There's no IDE at the time. There was no web-based Arduino IDE. They were like, we want NeoPixels. We want sensors, but we don't want any soldering. We don't want, we want to be able to alligator clip stuff on. And so this is where the circuit. Oh, let me even like break it down more yeah. for folks. So we were at a really big, you know, New York city has some of the biggest school systems in the country. We're in an event with teachers and they described uh, what they wanted. They said, we wanted some, we want something under $20. Uh, it has to work on really old Windows, Windows machines. Um, it might not have internet sometimes. Oh, also Chromebooks. Also, uh, we're using Python. We need to teach Python and it needs to have a bunch of sensors. And um, it also should have some type of uh, block language and like, yeah, we used to do some Arduino stuff, but we're moving to Python. So like, can you just do all that? And like, can it be 20 bucks? And we're like, yeah. And so, one other piece of this is Circuit Playground Express in particular, um, you can do lots of different things with this. So today is about CircuitPython day, but you can do Arduino, you can do MakeCode, you can do CircuitPython, you can do Rust, you can do TinyGo. Um, it really is it, it really is like the universal And board. the SAMD21, is a, it's yeah. a lovely chip. You can write your name on the back. I, I will say the SAMD21, even with the, the Express, you know, it's it's at this point, you can definitely run CircuitPython on it. It's great for beginners, but people will very quickly run out of memory. They'll find it, you know, a little limited. Um, I don't think that's a problem. I think for a lot of beginners, you know, what, what we think of is like, okay, I want to do an advanced program with a Circuit Playground Express. You could always, of course, use Arduino or TinyGo or Rust, which are not nearly as memory intensive. But for a lot of beginners, you know, pressing a button, making a sound, uh, shaking it, and the LEDs sparkle, this is a really big step for them in learning electronics to have really just an if statement. I mean, it's it's massive to ha have someone learn an if statement. That's a, it's a very core part of programming. Um, and, and procedural programming, one, one step after the other. And the Circuit Playground Express can do that very well because there's so many, you know, things you can do, press buttons and, and there's audio input and there's a switch and there's accelerometer and LEDs and buttons and buzzers and sensors um, and capacitive touch. So it, this is kind of an all-in-one board. It doesn't have everything, but you can watch our Maker to Market series that we did with DigiKey uh, if you want to learn yeah. a little bit more of how I designed this and why I designed it this way. It was... Um, it's an offshoot of the flora um, and wanted to just try to cram as much stuff in there as possible. Yeah. So check that out here. And so that's the second most popular board. Okay. And then third one. Okay. So the Seedwino Shao, uh, this is a really popular board. I, I really love this file, uh, this format. Um, so I've used it in our, our cutie pie format. We, we added a, a little add-on, but this is sort of like mini USB-C. It's a little bit more pins than a trinket, but it's really tiny. And it's just got like 10 GPIO pins and power, and it's got little SMT pads. Um, really cute. I really like this. I like the tin on it. Well, I was going to say, so why does this one have a tin? Why do you think there's a tin on it? I think it's to you know protect it. Yeah. Um, so you can, you know, put it into projects without having to worry about uh, exposure. I mean, it's not an RF thing. Um, mm -hmm. You don't need that. There's no, there's no RF uh, 
there's no Wi-Fi or radio on uh, this chip. Again, this is a SAMD21. This one, uh, you know, again, you're, you're going to be able to do some basic projects. Um, not super big, complicated ones, but you can get, you know, LEDs and touch and inputs and outputs and maybe like a, a small LCD display or something. And of course, um, these all, all these boards run Arduino as well. So it's like you can have both. Um, only thing about this one is it doesn't have the external flash chip on it like the express boards do. So you only have about 30K of memory. So it's not, this won't be able to play audio clips or anything. You can like yeah. make tones, but it can't store files. All right. So, um, third most popular. And then, uh, rounding out just the, the I the, think we the just kind of go through these. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the Trinket M0 and the Feather, the Trinket M0 is actually kind of a predecessor to the shell. Again, it's, it's got a couple pins. It's small. People like the Trinket. Originally, this was an AT Tiny 85 board, the original Trinket. Yeah. But, um, what's nice is that, you know, with a little bit of noodling, we, we fit a SAMD 21 E18 on it. Again, doesn't have external flash memory, so it doesn't have a lot of space, but, if you want something small and thin and cheap, you know, this will do the job. There's a little NeoPixel dot star on there. Regulator has, you know, five GPIO, including, uh, you know, PWMs and analog inputs. Um, you know, as in like a little RGB, a little red LED and a green power LED and a reset button um, and mounting holes. So, right. you know, nice, acu just, a cutie. Just because uh, the, the chat will always be a couple uh, minutes different. Uh, folks like the... Um, Adafruit Circuit Python Library, great too. Mm, was yeah, playing with it for the first time last night. Amazing how much functionality fits into a tiny memory. Yeah, I mean, there's there is a lot of um, you know we work very hard to to make you know yes, it is an interpreted language. It's going to be ten times slower. We think the benefits are worth it, but but more importantly, we know that chips are getting faster and better. You know the the RP twenty forty now the price is out a dollar a piece, it's it's much cheaper than the SAMD21. We're not gonna go and discontinue our existing boards, but you're going to see a lot more boards come out with better, you know, there's gonna be a slow uh, improvement in um, the capabilities of chips as the prices come down, the capabilities move up. You know, when we started the, the Trinket, the original Trinket, you know, what, eight years ago, uh, it was an ATtiny tiny yeah. 85 like literally 256 bytes of RAM or something ridiculous. Um, you know, but at the time it was like, oh, this is cool. It's, it's so cheap. It's so easy to use. But then, you know, bumping that up to an RP2040, um, it's the same. The chip is the same price. It's about a dollar a piece. All right, okay. So let's go through. Yeah, let's uh, keep going. So, um, so the next group we've got, so we'll do these four at a time. We've got the M4 series. Uh, so you see the Feather RP2040, it's just a Feather form factor of the, the RP2040, a great CircuitPython chip. The M4 is, is really one of my favorite chips. Um, tragically, it's, it's been hit very hard by the silicon shortage. Uh, we're trying desperately to get chips, but just, just so you know, it's, it's, it's one of the chips that, you know, we've booked many, many orders and they get, keep pushed So on up. the board tour, anything with which chips? M4s, SAMD51s, the M4 chips, are, and the NRF52840 is a little bit. RP2040 does not seem to be affected, and the ESP32s don't seem to be yeah. affected. By so if we'll someone's playing on a board, maybe uh, double-check the supply for those before you commit to it. The, SAM, the SAMD21 is actually also quite hard to get. Yeah. However, we use so many of them that we have like a year's worth of stack because we just go through so okay. many that we, we book Many, many, many in advance. So the, the SAMD series has, was really hit hard. The Mac tag is interesting because um, this is our first, you know, it was it was an Adabox board with an e-ink display um, and, a, and an ESP32-S2. And the ESP32-S2 is the first expressive chip 
that is Wi-Fi because it's a specific, yeah. uh, specialty and native USB and that native USB because we really demand that our boards have a good workflow. Um, we didn't want to, we actually used to support ESP32, AT66, and we dropped that support because it was so hard to get files on and off the board that when the S2 came out, it's the same price as the ESP32, yeah. but has USB. Uh, so we were able to do this cool ultra low power Wi-Fi eating display. This is one of my favorite boards. We still have this on our fridge. Yeah, so this, this board, we've updated our uh, CircuitPython projects on it and our home fridges. We have the uh, number of vaccination, vaccination, vax in the U.S. Yeah. And then we have the number, uh, so then we have the weather. Yeah. And we have two of them. And it's like, you just glance at it every day and it runs from No, months. it's great. As I knew as a coach, it's going to be a great, great weather day tomorrow. It might be a little rainy. Yeah. The vaccinations are a little bit more encouraging than the COVID tracker. Yeah. But for, for, an, for an ex the experience, if you're like, I really want a good, powerful board, the Feather M4 and the ESP32-S2 and the RP2040 are like top notch. The M4, I think, is the fastest chip we have, like fully featured fastest chip, even though technically I think the ESP32-S2 has higher megahertz because of the way it does um, the ex cache execution. I think the M4 yeah. is, is really the fastest. And the, the Teensy boards are technically faster, but we don't have full support for them. Yeah, okay, so we still have these. Uh, we do have a limit on them uh, too per customer. Um, and then one last thing on MagTag. So if you have Wi-Fi, one of the challenges is like, well, I need to do, I need a data service, and I want to make sure like my privacy is respected, and like the data service is not going to go down, and it needs to be easy and all that stuff. So that's why we have Adafruit IO free um, for most things you need, and if you need to plug it into something, uh, and any, you can do anything you want on Adafruit IO. We don't lock it down to uh, specific devices uh, only from Adafruit. What's next? Okay, so we got the Matrix Portal. You know, this is um, a board that has uh, an M4 again, one of our favorite chips, um, and then an ESP32 is a coprocessor, um, yeah. and it lets you do. Uh, you can see when this was shot. This was during the time when people were wearing a lot of gloves and back PPE. when COVID was a thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's it's yeah. moved from hands to. Yeah. to vax and max and, and mask. But um, this is uh, what I what I thought would be neat is to make a board that makes it really, really easy to uh, drive these RGB LED matrix displays. Um, they're they're usually quite difficult to use, um, but having something that make it easy to uh, plug Wi-Fi in. Okay. And uh, you can check out some of the other. Some more. All right, so that's that board. All right, next up. Okay, so next up, we've got, um, so you see a lot of RP2040 stuff filtering to the top. Arduino, they've got the uh, Nano RP2040 Connect. Um, this one is uh, neat because it's got the RP2040 as a main chip, and again, an ESP32 as a coprocessor. In fact, Arduino is who came up with the whole idea of having a coprocessor chip. They did such a good job um, that we... Uh, we, we borrowed their code. We made a couple changes to it. And then they also have uh, tons of sensors on this. This is good for machine learning um, as well as doing Wi-Fi projects. And, and you can use this with um, CircuitPython and, and do the Wi-Fi and do the sensors. I yeah. think we got everything working with it. What's neat so is, this is it, a, It's interesting. This is the first Arduino board with the RP2040, and uh, it's got great Python and hardware support. Yeah. And that's neat is if you see a, an RP2040, you know CircuitPython is probably going to be running on it. Yeah. Or at least can. Um, okay, next up. 
Um, Funhouse, that was our last uh, Ada Bucks board. So it's kind of mach- it's, it's just designed for um, it's an ESP32 S2, and we wanted to do something that was specifically for home automation projects. Um, we're still hoping to get uh, first class support in Home Assistant for this, but uh, the ESP32 S2 is still not uh, out of beta yet. Um, Espressive likes to keep their chips in beta for quite a while. Um, that said, it's uh, it's you know got a pack full of sensors and Wi-Fi and a TFT display. Um, so if you want to do home automation projects, sensor inputs, and sending them to Adafruit IO, um, this board is is the place. I really like the ESP32 S2, and I feel like we've really gotten uh, significantly better with it. And it's got a, a ton of sensors built in. Um, I always like to have um, you know I like to have kind of two types of boards: either tons of stuff built in, or like nothing built in. Yeah. Uh, we also, uh, last year, this is the first uh, NR52840 board. Uh, this is Bluetooth Low Energy. Um, you know, the Nordic chipset's ultra-low power uh, capable um, and has BLE support. And we worked really hard to give Circuit um, Circuit Python really good native BLE, both peripheral and host support. So it can talk to peripherals and also act like a peripheral. And I think in our libraries, even you can like our libraries kind of work either way. You can just depending on how you initialize the the object, it can be one or the other. And um, another thing that I thought was, you know, we're doing more Bluetooth low energy, and and we've actually started adding. Uh, Scott's working on Bluetooth low energy only workflow. So like, what if you wanted to program boards that didn't have USB, or maybe you just wanted to program them wirelessly? Um, a lot of people have. You know, mobile phones is their only computational device. They don't have uh, a laptop necessarily, or maybe they can't install software on the laptop, or it's really locked down. Um, but Web Bluetooth, which is available in Chrome, Chrome OS, and in Chrome browsers, could you know can transfer files, uh, can interface with the REPL. Um, so we've started that process. So it could be an interesting way to get devices that don't have native USB, or we were thinking, you know, yeah. with, uh, you know, smartwatches, they're often running an NRF52 chip, but you don't necessarily have a USB port. So it's like, how do you install software? They're expecting you to use over the air only. Um, so this would be over the air only yeah. programming. For the folks who've been fo- following along on PyLeap, which is our um, code editor for CircuitPython, you'll see that we started off with the Bluefruit Express mm-hmm. is the yeah. board. Yeah, because it's, um, you know, it's like the Circuit Playground Express, but yeah. with Bluetooth. Um, okay, right. we've got the Cutie Pie. This is our kind of Xiao-alike board. It's the same pinout, um, but we, what we really like about um, this board is that we have we uh, put a, a STEM QT connector on it, and so you can uh, plug in all of our sensors, and all, almost every sensor we have has uh, uh I squared C that has I squared C has circuit Python support. So being able to um, plug, oh, and you can also solder a chip on the bottom if you want more memory, but uh, being able to plug in um, STEM QT is, is part of it. You know, many years ago, we talked to Chris Anderson, uh, the good one, and he um, <laughs> mentioned what? He mentioned, you know, the future from is solderless. Earth, from Earth Prime. Yeah. Earth well, Prime, no, Chris Earth Anderson. Prime is the evil one. Okay. He's the, All right. Chris Anderson is here. <laughs> and, um, you said like we have to get to a point where we're not soldering, and so STEMIQT, uh, which is you know also uh, quick or ZO format. You know a lot of companies have been have yeah, Grove, migrated to it. Yeah. Grove similar plug and play is is part of it. If you can have plug and play software, plug and play hardware, uh, it just takes a lot of time to you know get everything converted over and sort of 
naturally, you know, there's no um, open hardware commission where we, it's like the IEEE where we all do agree on standards. We, we have a, we have a, a system where this, the market is the standard. Pretty much. Um, so, you know, Feather becomes popular and then SparkFun's like, okay, we're going to do Thing Plus. It's a variant of Feather, but it's it sticks to that standard. But we didn't all talk to each other and agree on it. We just sort of yeah. all look in at fact, what's working out. I would say um, it would be great if everyone got together and we've tried. Like, But I actually it, think this is maybe a little bit it, more healthy because it means it, that it if, is. even if you don't have a seat at the table, you can come up with ideas and, and just have it sort of like, you know, yeah. battle out in the market. So I'll say it is. That, that is that is one way. Um, but we had talked to Arduino years and years ago, and we said, you know, the Arduino form factor is pretty big. Why don't we do something like this? And we showed the Feather form factor, and they decided not to do it. And now their boards are gravitating towards that, in fact, when you see some of the new boards. So I think there's opportunities to work together. And I think at this point, for the open source hardware folks that are out there, it's like, well, what are we all gravitating towards? It's like, well, there's a Stemma quick type connector there's, yeah, there's certain standardized things. shapes yeah. and this, you know, thankfully we all agree on the same battery. I mean, like I would be, I, I think that was a, a quick one that we all agreed on is, is the polarity and, and pinout for LiPo batteries, which we, you know, have on that, the feather boards um, and the uh, circuit playground blue fruit. So that's, yeah. that's really good. All right. Yeah. Focus on love stomach QT. Even breadboarding can be challenging when trying to get something running quickly. We use as much stomach QT as I can in classes. Thanks so much for a strong commitment to this platform. Um, other folks, uh, yeah, just like across the board, they're, they're using it in, in all the good yeah, ways. Yeah. And to, it's, it's like, I'm, I, I didn't invent, by the way, like I didn't invent, you know, the, the, the demo QT quicks format that came from SparkFun. They did an excellent job just, and, and I think it's cool that we, you know, we can look at each other and say, and I'm, I, you know, I looked at it and at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, you know, is, is, is it a good idea to, do people want connectors or do they want to solder it, you know? And then yeah. I sort of, you know, after I started playing with it a little bit, I was like, you know what, this has to be the future. I was, as I was sort of experimenting with larger JST connectors like Grove, but I, I was quickly kind of won over. And I think, um, I think that's a good thing. It means that the people who are using, it's like, I think if you can get two or three companies to agree and their and their customers to agree of, on, on something, I think that's really healthy. Um, it means that we're, we're working together as a team even though we are independently coming up with these yeah. ideas. And I think CircuitPython, you know, this is like, I'm talking about one thing, but I'm talking about another thing. CircuitPython and Python hardware is the same. You know, there's there's some people who are like, I, I don't like CircuitPython, I like MicroPython. People are like, I don't like MicroPython, I like CircuitPython. People are like, I like, you know, Python 3, I like Python 2. But we're all agreeing on the same idea overall, which is we have to get away from the software getting too complicated and difficult to debug without having interpreted languages. Beginners cannot approach C or C++ as their first language. They have to have something interpreted. And so I think it's, um, I think it's neat that CircuitPython is, is so welcoming of all these different boards and all these different configurations. We take PRs yeah. all the time. People can, so. you know, get put into this system like here's a feather unexpected maker has feathers yeah um Pimeroni Pimeroni has a bunch tiny of boards. yeah um you know here's arduino has boards actually the other thing with circuit python because we have hid support and you do keyboard stuff that allows products like the kibo to get out there they didn't have to develop all of that i was you know some of the things i feel like i i i learned a lot from arduino um you know i've, I've been doing arduino for 15 years and so 
when we started drafting things like APIs and uh, formats and interfaces and workflows for CircuitPython, I really, I, I thought of all the things that really drove me kind of batty with Arduino, like not having mass storage. Like I'd always wanted mass storage support, native mass storage support in Arduino. And it still doesn't, I mean, we have it in TV USB, but it pretty much, yeah. it doesn't exist as a first class capability, but HID does, you know, and I've always wanted ways to play like audio or to handle displays in the background um, to have error codes appear on, on a display, like all these little things um, that really either I really liked about Arduino. Like, I like the library manager in Arduino. So we came up with like bundle fly. Yeah. I really liked, I like cat shape boards. I like cat shape boards. Um, yeah. um, so that, that's, that's kind of where it came from. It's a, it's a little bit of an evolution, but also we made some strict decisions along the way. And I think, some of those strict decisions, although people would argue like, okay, you're being so strict about this. Why are you acquiring USB native? Why can't, why can't you just make it work with ESP32? And, and the answer is um, we tried that and it just was terrible for everybody. Anyways, let's go back to the top and we can, uh, yeah. We want to scroll so, through some. Yeah. I wanted to show some of these just to, to show like, this is, and these are, a lot of these are new. They've just been added. That's why, you know, you don't, you don't see them uh, hit it hitting up the truck yeah, they're not, sort they're of by just, download it's like a dev right board now. Yeah. or it, it doesn't exist or something. So yes, yeah, not very popular. Um, and so, um, all right, so let's go, let's keep going. We'll, we'll go through them pretty fast. Cause we're, yeah, cool. we're still, um, we're still rocking. We got another, so we've got the feather M zero express, a cutie pie RP 2040. This was fun. Uh, you know, we did a couple RP 2040 boards and I really wanted one that had a STEMI QT connector. So, um, you know, we got that, um, happening. Uh, the Wii terminal from seed is kind of neat. It's sort of like a pie portal, but like all in one and, um, has, uh, has a case and a display, um, display support in circuit Python is first class. Um, it, it, you know, the REPL appears on it. This is something that we, when we developed the pie portal, that's when we, it was, which was our first display built in board. Um, Scott was like, well, I really want to have the REPL appear on the TFT. And I, I actually, I have to admit, I was sort of like not convinced by that. I was like, well, is that, is that useful? Why is that useful? Um, but actually once we had it, I'm like, oh my God, this is really useful because if there's an error, it displays on, um, the, you know, on, on the TFT while you're debugging, you can see, you know, what's happening, um, on the REPL on the display. So you don't have to be tethered. Whereas, with Arduino, you know, a lot of times if people are like, it's not working, I say, okay, plug it in and then open up the IDE and open up the serial monitor. Um, but what, what if the serial monitor output appeared on the display? So I, I think, you know, having display native um, has been has been interesting. And it's really, really, really hard to do. Like it's a major lift. It's very challenging to have that native. So I remember with MagTag, because e-ink just like, a parallel ink was really hard to do on Arduino and now you can just drag and drop images and you can get yeah like going. doing having it dither for you automatically yeah. a lot there's a lot of little things like the fonts management fonts these things that are so devices hard normally look terrible they're very well they're very, they have to you know transform them and yeah. you have to convert them and you need like a coprocessor so we have a lot of you know I know people are like display IO is a little bit weird it's not the same as most because it's objects and uh, it's object and layer oriented, not raster oriented. Um, you can do raster graphics, but it's like we did for the turtle demo, but it's, uh, it's, it's different. 
but I think it's yeah. very powerful. And if you're doing user interfaces where you want updates and you want to have smooth animation, um, I think it's a it's a worthwhile trade off. So the Clue is also another board, micro bit shaped. This is another AdaBox board yeah. um, that was uh, that was designed. Um, yours ironic is we have some in stock, but believe me, this is this uh, this uh, board contains absolutely every single thing that you cannot get anymore. <laughs> it's like it's like what chips are unavailable? All of these, like nothing yeah. on here can be purchased right now. So I don't I don't even know. I think I probably have to redesign this board actually once we run out. I guess we could do an RP twenty forty version or something. I did I design know. RP, but the, the yeah. sensors are what I can't get. Every sensor on there is there's a lot of ST sensors and they're all unavailable. It's really, uh, it's quite frustrating. Um, you know, only the APDS, I think I can get the accelerometers and gyros are totally gone. All right. Um, well, you know, speaking of, uh, display yeah. IO and, and IOT and all the stuff that's hard. So the Pi portal, I think the, it was when we release it, it and I think it still is, it's the lowest cost, easiest to use. IOT display. It's just, yeah, it's designed and for IOT. We made it so easy to do IOT products. We had a big burst yeah. of projects of like, okay, I just want to display something from the internet, and what's fast and you and do it with a nice font, yeah. right? That's or, and, what, and beautiful graphics. And beautiful graphics. And this is so hard to do and in like, Arduino. You want to do a so Star Trek interface? No problem. Yeah. You I have to, to redesign this because again, I can't get the Samy 50 ones. We have a few in stock, but yeah. um, I, I'm going to redesign this to be, you know, ESP32 S2 only. Um, and uh, it won't be as fast, but uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be worth it. Also, you know, the S3 will come out, it'll be dual core and then we can do, you know, maybe Wi-Fi and graphics on one core and then yeah. main core for uh and, and, you know, one thing that uh, someone just mentioned in the chat is they said they appreciate the fact that CircuitPython can be put on my own custom non-commercial board. Support for new CircuitPython releases is automatic. That's right. Yeah. As soon as you uh, add it to here, which anyone can do, um, anytime there's updates with CircuitPython, you get it. And so um, like Unexpected Maker, uh, Arturo and a few others, they, they've said publicly like, oh, every time there's a new CircuitPython release, I get new features. Yeah, and we we're not we're never we're never going to require people to pay or no. do something you know financial or, or residual for getting boards included into CircuitPython. Um, you do a PR. The only thing we require is uh, a unique VID PID, and the reason we do that is because um, we we do and have had detection based you know what board is is plugged yeah. in and eventually once we start doing more serious like ide tied um, firmware update notification knowing what board it is is like very helpful if people are all sharing the same vid pid we can't tell what hardware is attached um, because there's no other unique identifier but um you know we uh can get people vid pids rp2040 and yeah, expressive um they they do if you're using their chips they'll, they'll grant you one uh, microchip has a granting program and then the open PIDs also you can get one. So it hasn't stopped anybody. It's just, you have to have a unique identifier, but that's it, you know, and that's, those are free. So you can, um, any board you want, even if you made one just for yourself, uh, you made like a, a small run of DEF CON badges, um, do the PR and we'll get it in and it will be part of the release. You, you will forever have firmware available for you. That is as up to date as possible. You'll get all bug fixes. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do your own builds for you. And, here's here's yeah. a comment from someone. I'm trying yeah. to learn how to add CircuitPython to my custom 2040 board. I love how open CircuitPython is. That's right. We, we've gone a completely different way because we saw hardware kind of closing 
getting more closed source, like, oh, yeah. like, this isn't really open anymore. You have to use it with this ID. You have we to use start this to see, Yeah, it's, I mean, and we're, we're, like, we're starting to see let's that. Let's go the other way. Let's be like, more open than, than everyone else. You can't be included in this in this IDE. The IDE requires, you know, a licensing fee, which is fine. Um, but we wanted to. Yeah, that's now covered. <laughs> we just that, covered. That style of electronics covered. What isn't yeah. covered is having um, any IDE you want to use. Um, having the board file and that's another thing and having I, under open source license. What I like about having just a CDC REPL and a text file on a file system is you can literally use any IDE. People are like, but I want my favorite. I'm like, you can use it. And they're like, but what about, yep, it's fine. Anything that can save the file onto the file system at, you know, it, ideally one that writes the entire file at once. We have a little fact section about it. Um, just because that makes it, it flushes to the file system. Um, in yeah. case you want un unplug it, you don't want to accidentally, uh, frazzle it. Um, but I think that, you know, I use Atom. I really like Atom because it has, I have this nice plugin with the REPL. Yeah. Some people use VS Code. I think Moo is a great beginner. Yeah. I uh, use Moo and now I'm getting back over to VS Code because there's a lot of stuff for it. And a lot of people use it and it's hooked up to a VS lot of things. VS Code just so. feels heavy to me. I like, yeah. I like Atom. It's, you know, I like something fast. You know, I still use XEMAX, but Atom is for me, I, I think the, you know, my go and, and, What's neat is that, yeah, any any IDE you want to use. And some people don't even use the IDE. They use Screen or Minicom yeah. and uh, VI. And God bless. You can do that. Nothing's stopping you. And so as we go through these, um, I wanted to also point out, like, so we have a screen thing. We have an e-ink thing. We have a Wi-Fi thing. Um, we also have, if you wanted to uh, develop a handheld game, there is a open source board out there. And it happens to run, you know, CircuitPython. And you can also run other things on it. And I like it when our chips can run multiple, our boards can run multiple uh, programming languages. So that, you know, the, the SAMD51 has um, excellent support in uh, MakeCode Arcade. So you can you can write arcade games in MakeCode. And, and like, it's yeah. amazing. You can write games like this, uh, you know, all drag and drop, super easy. And then, you know, I ported a Nintendo emulator to this chip as well. Yeah. So, you know, when you have a checkbox of like, well, I want a gaming thing. Okay, well, I want... I want a costuming thing, no problem. Um, I think this is like, I think one day we're gonna look back and say like- I will say this is actually one of the few boards that's really, it's CircuitPython does not work very well with it because it doesn't support both eyes. Yeah. Um, but you could use it if you wanted but, to. You know, it, it's such a unique board that we wanted to have for uh, costuming. So you could still do stuff on it. Um, and you can even split apart the eyes. Yeah. Um, that's a neat uh, feature of it is these, these can come apart and then you can connect them with cables. Yeah. Kind of so, ridiculous that we did this for for an Adabox one year. We did this for an Adabox two one years year. ago. Yeah. But I really we really wanted to do yeah. digital we had we had done and the then Halloween and then this we're like, is a we monster. To. Oh yeah. Once we this again, the Sam D fifty one series, I love it. And one of the nice things is that they have a chip with 144 pins, which meant Why we could not? do finally a um, you know, a mega shaped board. Um, with tons of GPIO pins and uh, people, it's not the most popular, you know, board we have, but well, it's know, out of stock. <laughs> some people, well, cause it's really yeah. hard to get these chips. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, check if DigiKey has them in stock. They might have a few, um, but the grand central, you know, just in, near infinite GPIO. Right. So you're, you're, you're rocking out if you want to, um, if you want something very fast that runs circuit Python very, very well. Has yeah. built in, you know, SD card and and all that. Also, things. just a little note: uh, Toddbot's in the chat. Check out Toddbot's uh, maybe the link that's in Discord. Um, even the Funhouse can be a really good game development um, 
uh, platform. He's doing some cool stuff with yeah. asteroids. Cool. Um, yeah, right. I mean the, the the graphics management system and and tile map in in Display.io is quite powerful. It's great for games. It's it's a little unusual if you've never programmed in it before because a lot of people who've done microcontroller programming are used to rastering everything um, instead of treating things like um, objects. But um, the nice thing is you get flicker free um, animation, which you can't, it's very hard to do in Arduino. And then, um, you know, we made a bigger version. Uh, this is, you know, Pi portal with a bigger screen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, also out of stock because of the, can't get, I can't get the same can't, ones. Can't get the, Let's what? Go Let's go back. Yeah. And, uh, also wanted to mention we have Neotrellis. This is another interesting, I feel like we're, we have this whole menagerie of boards. Yeah, this one I just wanted one with like buttons, a little audio play thing with a four by eight. Yeah, um, made matrix. sound boards with it. Yeah, at the time we had a develop, we had a couple developers who were really into music and interfaces. So we're like, well, yeah. what if you made a little handheld? It has an accelerometer, and you can use that to like bend the the sounds. Like this is like a really interesting, weird board. We have some in stock right now too. We do. Um, some things are available. Actually, the, the, I think the the uh, Pi Portal. The reason we can't get screens either. There's a screen shortage yeah. as well. Um, so we've got a bunch of boards for Pi Moroni. Um, so you know, historically, Pi Moroni hasn't made a lot of development boards for microcontrollers. They've done like sensors and yeah. Pi add-ons. But with the the RP2040, um, you know, coming from Raspberry Pi, they've started doing a lot more microcontroller boards. And um, you know, Circuit Python is great. You know, Pi Moroni especially really likes. Um, you know, arcade and uh, keyboard type things. They're really into that stuff. And um, it's a really good match for CircuitPython because, again, we've got native HID <coughs> support, native keyboard support in CircuitPython. Um, TinyUSB has made that uh, possible possible um, thanks to TAC, um, our, our developer who, you know, started TinyUSB actually privately, you know, like while working at Adafruit, uh, I think, or maybe a little bit before. And so we've sort of brought TinyUSB as into... Um, mainline Adafruit supported uh, open source software. And it's, it's, you know, what was amazing is, you know, after Scott got the first build of like, okay, I've got CircuitPython booted up and I've got like, you know, the, the, the USB CDC working. Um, I went in, I turned on HID and compiled, you know, a version with HID and I'm like, it just worked. And I, you know, turned on MIDI and it just worked. Um, having a shared USB stack that, Almost all of our boards use, not all of them. Um, the SAMD21, I think, still uses its own stack because it's it's very tuned to its own thing. But the RP2040 uses teeny USB. The SAMD51 uses teeny USB. Um, NR52840 uses teeny USB. Um, the, the IMX boards also. Um, it's... Um, it's, it's, a, it's a really key... It's a keystone part of the CircuitPython experience to have this shared USB peripheral because USB is so hard and annoying to implement. And every single company historically has had their own USB stack that was licensed to only be used by their chipsets. And so yeah. you would like, you would, you'd get an ST board and it, they'd be like, here's the ST stack. And it would say like, yeah. you could never use any of this with any other chip from ST. And so like you would, you have this ultra fragmentation of um, USB support, which really, I think, held back firmware that's development. A, that's an example of, you know, we were talking about Stemma and Quick. So we added that on the boards. And a lot of people can do more. Um, there was nothing that covered USB across multiple 
chips. And now we have no because there's no USB. nobody yeah. had any incentive to do it. Yeah, it's like because why every, would we do all that work for all those other? Exactly. Chips? Every yeah. every company was like, we'll do we'll do basically eighty percent of the work. Yeah. and make sure that so, nobody else can use it. So what I'm trying to say is for the folks that. Um, especially if you're chatty on like social media, we make a lot of decisions that aren't great for Adafruit, but it's great for everyone out there in the community. And I think long-term it's good for Adafruit, but supporting us by purchasing something once in a while will allow us to keep making a USB, uh, USB functionality across multiple processors. Yeah. Like that, like we, we, we did it. Yay. So, all right, let's let's cover a couple more, but then we'll we'll bounce yeah. back because we're we're gonna run out of stuff. So yeah, got we got the, like ten minutes or so. Well, I wanted to do, um I wanted to also look at Blinka as you well. You want to look at Blinka? Okay. Yeah. So, right. um, so we got a couple. You know, we got a lot of more boards. We have a couple STM boards. You know, as we get sort to here, it becomes less, less yeah. not less popular, I'll, but you know, these are. I'll mention this. So we also have like another round. We want to keep doing low cost, easy to use, and we also have Trinkies. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of Trinkies that are. Um, either in development or trinkies that are available right now. And uh, just to get ahead of it, like we're going to have limited edition ones. We're calling them not forever trinkies, but it's nothing to do with NFTs. Yeah. Nothing to do with NFTs. They're just limited so trinkies. They're limited edition trinkies. And so we want to do uh, stuff like that. But then we also have these characters, but we wanted to have something like fun. Like this just shows up as a drive and then you could do anything with it. And it's like six bucks. Yeah. So lots of fun. Okay. All right. What else you want to show um, nothing. I think a lot okay. of these, as we're getting down here, a lot of these are like, you know, people keyboards doing individual, on, yeah. um, you know, people's projects, people come up with their own private boards or, you know, like, um, you know, like, uh, uh flowers doing synthesizers and, and, you know, this is, it's a, it's, it's not a circuit Python board that's a synthesizer, it's a synthesizer that happens to be running circuit Python. So this is actually like a, a finished product that's being sold. Um, that runs circuit Python, which is, which is, which is neat. And, um, so I like, I like seeing that. I like seeing that circuit Python can be a, a shipped yeah. product. It's reliable. It's dependable. Um, it's usable. That was another that. thing in the, in the early days of circuit Python. Um, when I started seeing artists use it, so they would put a display in something and they'd want it to do something on the internet and they started using circuit Python. It's like, Oh, if artists are doing it, just like artists picked up processing and then processing led to Arduino. Yeah. Reminds me of that. It's like, oh, like you're adding more people that can do more stuff with technology. Okay. Um, and then you want to talk about, I think um, since cat's out of the bag, as they say, yeah. um, our latest board uh, was the MacroPad RP2040. It was an Adabox. And it is one of my favorites already. Yes. We have, have a, we've actually been making a lot of them, but they've been selling every fast. So this Yeesh. is... One of the few things uh, where we will be making more. So do sign up because we're going to be making a whole batch of them next week. Um, and if you got Adabox, then uh, congratulations. It's you, a good idea to get an Adabox. You, you already got one of these. You don't have to wait. And one of the benefits of getting an Adabox is you're, you're guaranteed a box. Yeah. That's what we should call it, guarantee a box. Guarantee a box. All right, how about we go to um, Blinka for a few minutes and then we'll... Uh... Yeah, so do check this out. This is uh, There's also an ebook reader. Um, there's a lot of stuff. And then uh, satellites, of course. We could spend days on um, everything. But the filters are your friends here. Yeah. And uh, it's one of the features. I think I might make a video later where it's like, what do you want? Arduino Shield compatibility, battery charging, Bluetooth, breadboard, display, feather compatible, GPS, LoRa, robotics, solder-free, speakers, stem. And like we had to make sure we were really <laughs> concise with this because the, the topics can go forever. But then you mm -hmm. see the list of all the makers and there's a lot of independent makers. Yeah, and there's makers a lot of makers. So yeah, um, yeah you know, if, if you do a PR, uh, 
into circuitpython.org, you know, get your build working and then um, submit a PR here. You can, yeah. uh, you can be featured as a, as a, as a maker. And this is some of the newest ones that were just added. Yeah. So you can sort by that as well. Okay. So Blinka is something that's a little different than. Well, they're still boards and that's why I thought yeah. it was, you know, I think it's, it's a worth, little different though. It's worth talking about. So I will say these are not sorted by, um, by popularity because there's actually no real way for us. To, there's no, it's not a downloadable thing. Like here where you download a file. Um, but Blinka is a compatibility layer for our circuit Python libraries that let you run it on for the most part, either single board Linux computers or USB to GPIO type adapters. And the, the reason that this is interesting for me is, um, you know, we have a lot of people who use, Yes, use my controller boards, but there's also like a, you know, half of the community uses single board Linux computers and people want the same accelerometer to work with an Arduino or their microcontroller board or RP2040 or Pico as they do with um, a BeagleBone or a Raspberry Pi. And I want, I really, 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 really wanted to do, and you can watch my, um, I think 2020 Linux Australia keynote talk. I go and I, I, I teach the entire history of microcontrollers and the reasoning behind this really did not want to have a separate library that we'd have to maintain for CircuitPython or MicroPython and um, native Python. It, it's, it's just too much. It's just too much work to have to support. Reminds me of teeny, teeny USB. Why support? Why, why, if you it's could do one so thing and support work. all the chips. Yeah, because you have a bug in one and suddenly you have to, yeah. you have to backport it. It's, it's a massive amount of, of work. And I'm already, we're already overwhelmed with the number of libraries that we maintain and manage. And we're happy to do it, but, you know, anything to make it easier. And so one of the things that when we were designing the APIs for hardware interfacing in um, CircuitPython is at the same time, I was thinking very, very hard about how can I make sure that this will also be able to run on um, single board Linux computers like the NanoPi or the Odroid or the Orange Pi or the Pines or um, Raspberry Pi, Raspberry Pi 400 and the compute device. modules and, and yeah. all, all that good stuff. I'll explain why there's the Picos in here too, because you're like, what's well, not why Linux. Why is Pico there? Um, so, you know, thankfully Blinka has really worked out. It's been very easy for us to, I know it's one of the, it's a, it's a, it has a little bit of that tragic, like, oh, here's a standard. Let's, we, you know, the 18 standards, let's make a new one. Mm -hmm. And now you're 19 standards. Um, but all of the libraries, pretty much every single one of the libraries that we've written, you know, especially for I squared C and GPIO and SPI devices works flawlessly on single board Linux computers or with um, devices like the FTDI, FT232H or MCP2221 or the, um, the, you know, the Pico, which can act as a um, USB to GPIO converter. You can put firmware on it to make it do that. And I think it's, it's good because, you know, Python should be Python. And one of the decisions we've made with CircuitPython, which I think was a bit wise one, is requiring CircuitPython hardware API and, and, and code API that the libraries we use, the built-ins we use, the modules we use, to be a strict subset of Python 3. Um, that's not true for MicroPython. There's a lot of things that MicroPython does that you, you couldn't copy and paste that code and have it run on a Linux computer or on a desktop. And our goal, and if you, if you look at the, um, 
again, the Linux Australia talk that I did in 2020 is I have this little thing called, um, you know, I think it was like temperature sensor three ways, duck three ways. And I show here's the same exact code, like literally copy and paste code running on a Windows computer, connecting to a sensor via FT232H on a Raspberry Pi Pico wired up to the sensor running CircuitPython or a Raspberry Pi single board Linux computer connected to the GPIO. Same code running on all three platforms, the exact same output, this exact same experience flawlessly. Yeah. And I, I don't believe in write once, run many, right? I, I think it's a bit of a lie, um, but I do, I did want to minimize as much as possible the frustration of having Python feel different on circuit Python boards versus um, yeah. uh, single board Linux computers or desktop computers. And what's really neat is, is that for development, this is really fun because when I write well, um, yeah, circuit Python libraries, things. I use one of these. I, I don't even connect it to, I, I write it on my desktop computer yeah. and I use this to connect to I2C because I know that if I can run it on C Python on my Windows machine, yeah. that same code, you know, then I, I I move it over to a SAMD21 or 51 or a Pico or Raspberry Pi. It just works. It's like very, very, very good. And it means that we're able to do more hardware because it's the software that takes so much effort. Learn once, have fun everywhere. I feel like that's the thing. It's like, oh, once you start playing around with some of these things, your knowledge is portable, which isn't always true. Yeah. With technology and certainly electronics. All right. Um, So that's Blanca. So let's see if there's any questions. Yeah. Well, I was trying to... um, uh, knocked them out before you know as, as they were coming in um but let me see if there's any anyone can ask anything before we wrap up i do want to point out that we have a code a there's secret. a code i didn't i didn't tell anyone i just wanted this is just for people i'm going to turn it off in a few minutes the code is board tour yeah. and you can use that for uh, anything that's in stock in the adafruit store which you know Things could, uh, <laughs> it changes, it changes. Yeah. We do have a lot of stuff in stock. I'll, I'll say that it's been, um, an exciting challenge, um, every day to, to get chips, but you know, um, we're, we're designing around it as much as possible, but we do have, you know, Picos in stock, I think. Yeah. yeah. We so. have a max per three, max three per I customer. I think we can remove that soon because we, we actually yeah. finally have enough. Um, but we just put a bunch of stuff right now. Uh, check out all the, um, oh, I did want to mention one thing with this this pack. Uh, so the macro pad, because it's hidden because it's like underneath the PCBs, you can see the, the silk art. Yeah. It has nothing to do with CircuitPython. I just want to point that out. Okay. Um, and so let me just see if there's anything else that came in, and I think we're going to be right on time. Okay, here we go. Uh, any new or upcoming CircuitPython-capable microcontrollers you're excited about or in-stock ones you've recently discovered that look cool? I'm, I'm super excited for the ESP32 S3 um, because it adds back, I believe it adds back Bluetooth low energy and it has dual core. And um, hopefully it's going to have um, almost identical uh implementation as the S2. And so that will, that'll, that'll be like a powerful Wi-Fi and Bluetooth or energy capable um, board with native USB. I think it's going to be a really great Wi-Fi chip. Um, I'm looking forward to getting those IMX boards I designed out. Uh, you know, I was about to release it and then got hit with this uh, massive shortage, but I think those chips are finally available again. So um, we can make um, some IMX boards. Those are very powerful. Yeah. Um, 
it's fun to run circuit python at 500 megahertz because you're just like it, it just it feels so snappy um, it's a glimpse of the future it's very enjoyable I, you know, obviously every chip is going to chips are only getting faster and faster you know esp32s are running at 240 megahertz uh the sammy 51s are one uh 120 the rp2040s are 133 um so the chips are getting faster and faster i don't have any other insights though those are the only chips that um i know about i would have really loved the only chip that is like a fantasy chip for me is the samd 71 which doesn't exist it's a it's a it's a fantasy um but basically something that's a cross between imx rt 10 60 capabilities but a samd 51 peripheral set and uh ease of use like a lot more ram running at 450 megahertz um, maybe something that could even run Linux a little bit. That would have been yeah. a great chip. Doesn't exist though. Only in my head. Um, also, uh, uh, folks were just mentioning this chat, and I just put in there um, the code won't end at five. I'll let it go a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. We're just yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but don't be but but Diane, don't email us tomorrow when it doesn't work tomorrow. It's not gonna. Okay. We're not gonna leave it on that. PIO, one. please, on all future chips. Yeah, it's got um, like PIO. PIO is very cool. Um, is WowKey on your radar? It's really great. W O W K I. I have no idea what that is. I don't know if that's a chat. Ham, Ham Labs. USB host would be great. It's a request. Yeah, I think Wild devices key. that have. It's some fandom thing. It's a wiki dedicated to cataloging the Warcraft universe. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's I don't think, I don't think CircuitPython runs on. Um, I have one just because it comes up every like CircuitPython day. Yeah. Um, Maybe someone like Sci-Fi doing a RISC-V. I think a RISC-V chip would be cool, With yeah. USB. I would love to do a RISC-V. I think that would be neat. But right now, there's just no good there's no good chips at this time. Okay. All uh, right. I think, well, things are moving forward. You might have seen that. Yeah, okay, maybe. Um, all right. That is all right, thanks everybody. everything. We're right on time. Thanks, Thanks so much. for joining us. Yeah, today has been CircuitPython Day. Thanks for joining Circuit us. Python we did the board tour. We'll Day. be able to um, get this out to people who are like, I just want to see all the boards and like all the different things and why you did this stuff and what is uh, what is the re what is Blinka all that. So that's why we want to do that today. And uh, definitely check out the Make uh, board guide Blinka. that Make did with DigiKey together. Yeah. And then uh, check out CircuitPython.org/downloads. Yeah. Uh, CircuitPython.org, of course, CircuitPython.org, and special thanks to everyone hanging out behind the scenes uh, and more. Let's see, Mr. Certainly was in all the various chats. Thank you. Scott was over there, and I think a lot of our team was as well. We very much appreciate we were able to take a little bit of a break from the factory. Uh, we are going to go back to work now. Okay, thanks, um, everybody. The next one up is 5 p.m. with Scott, Deep Dive, streaming in one hour. I wonder what he's going to do. I have no idea. Talk about CircuitPython. I mean, yes, but... Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye.